Welcome everyone to On Podcast, the On Microsoft Podcast, where we talk about Microsoft stuff on a podcast. I am your co-host today, Kareem Anderson. I'm joined by the world's greatest co-host. Arif Bacchus. Yeah, he's here today. Uh, we missed him last week. I hope everyone enjoys that he's back. Uh, we have another pod for you. We have a special pod for you. Uh, not guests, but more information. Uh, I'll let uh, Arif take it away and let you guys kind of know what's coming up. Yeah, uh, since Thanksgiving is coming up here in the United States, this is a holiday where, you, as you guys know, you typically spend time with family and friends. So the podcast will be off for the next two weeks. We will not have a podcast on November 28th and December 5th, but we're coming back on December 12th and December 19th. And then again, after that, for Christmas and New Year's, there will be a podcast on December 26th and January 2nd. So kind of a weird schedule here but we just wanted to put out this video to let you guys know about what's going on and why you probably won't be seeing us every Sunday for the next couple of weeks. But we'll be here uh, for two weeks, again, repeating that. We'll be here on uh, December 12th, uh, December 19th, and then uh, that's pretty much all that we have to say in regards to our schedule. Yeah, um, with that being said, let's get into the news because you guys are here for the news. And unnecessarily schedules. Uh, you're probably busy. You're probably busy yourself. So uh, we wish you guys the best of holidays. Uh, if you're meeting with friends and family, if not, uh, stay indoors, play some Xbox, get on your computer, play with some tech. Who knows? Uh, with that being said, we have Windows Insider news for you. We have Build twenty two fifty uh, five zero four, which is out in the Dev Channel with some UI and emoji improvements. Uh, interesting that this is what they're focusing on before the holidays. So uh, just keep that in mind when you're testing this out, you're wondering why they do something big. It's because Microsoft is probably shutting down a lot of their uh, production offices. Yeah. People are kind of going to break and stuff. And they'll be doing that over, probably over the next month and a half. So expect small UI changes like that to come out. Uh, in this update, we have uh, insiders will have the ability to apply 13 themes for the touch keyboard to other input devices, including IMEs, the emoji panel, and voice typing. Uh, the new themes engine also lets insiders create their own theme with custom background images in addition to the existing 13 themes that are you know, preloaded. Uh, these new customization options are available under the, quote, uh, under the section text input uh, in the settings and personalization area of your settings page. Uh, Microsoft is also testing uh, with select insiders the ability for personalized combinations of emojis based on face and skin tones of family members. Uh, so you can get, uh, you know, mixed race or non-binary kind of uh, options to kind of, you know, customize the way that you want your families, the couples or couples with hearts, kissing and people holding hands, how those combinations kind of work together. Um, the different combinations will be available in the emoji panel and you can do that by hitting the Windows button plus uh, period, I believe, and you usually normally bring that up. Uh, again, this is for this is probably up to just select insiders, so it's kind of an A/B testing. So if you don't get it right now, uh, just know that it, it could be coming out depending on I mean how successful I guess this is in testing. One of our uh, insiders, when, well, we like to call ourselves Windows Insiders because that's what we are, but our, our friend, our Rich Woods on Twitter, he used this uh, emoji thing right. to announce <laughs> to announce that he's basically having a child and he uh, he's, he's white skin colored and his wife is uh, of Indian descent. So he mixed his white skin with his uh, wife's brown skin and they created a brown skin girl emoji to say, hey, I'm having a baby girl. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It was a nice yeah. use. And uh, it's, you know, it's about time that the emojis get updated with this kind of stuff. I don't know if you can do this on smartphones just yet. Uh, I think you might be able to. And again, just time for our computers to catch up with that. 
And also something that came in that same build that Kareem just talked about is the rollout of the new Yearphone app on Windows 11. Now, this is uh, coming to Windows Insider first, and it mainly it's designed to help your Android phone play better with your Windows 11 PC. There's a couple of different design changes. Uh, the first is a new app sidebar. The whole sidebar in the app now is all dedicated to your notifications and important messages and other notifications from your phone and there's also uh, a little bit more of your phone's wallpaper in that sidebar where it's kind of like that glass arrow see-through effect so in that sidebar you now see more of your phone's wallpaper and they redesigned the way that you get to your messages photos apps and calls these are now uh, tabs at the top of the right side of the app uh, you click these tabs and you're able to get to those different sections officially microsoft says the redesign is all about adopting the beauty of windows 11 to tie together your seamless experience on your windows desktop and it's been kind of a bit of a controversy i guess i know you and i were just talking about this before we started filming and not everyone likes it uh, this one guy he commented on my post about it and he's like bang and just like that, they crapify a fantastic app. Think they should get around to fixing the spotty connections and double text messages first, asking for a friend. So it is a new design, but not everyone likes the new design. Do you like the new design? I do. I haven't been able to play with it just yet, so maybe I'll change my mind once it's, I get to actual uh, function of reform. But uh, I like it. I, I felt like the uh, whenever I would open the app, the sidebar would always be minimized anyway because it was useless. Like you had, yeah. uh, you know, I think it was one sixteenth of a pixel width to kind of show the icons that you needed. You didn't need a full sidebar in order to show that this is where your message, you know, how to get to your message and things like that. I prefer the tabs at the top, which will allow me to get to the sidebar, which keeps everything in front. So. If I'm on, and I think in the screenshot, they show that you can cycle through your apps yeah. and I can see notifications at the same time. Uh, the way that the current one works, the old one works, is that you would just have the sidebar listing where your sections were. And then on the other side, you would be full, you would be in those sections. So again, it's you're just getting more information at once. Now, again, I can understand for people who maybe prefer touch. I don't know. Uh, maybe they don't feel like getting, you know, trying to pinpoint the tabs at the top. But... I'm also hopeful, uh, I wish this were the case, that whoever's designing this would help design uh, the tabs in Windows in general. Like, you know, we were yeah. supposed to get tabs with sets, I believe, for like file export and things like that. I would love to be able to uh, get back to that and, you know, maybe reduce the ribbon the, the way that it's presented now. Maybe put some of that ribbon stuff in the sidebar and be able to cycle through stuff at the, with tabs at the top. But uh, who knows? And speaking of who knows, what is it? Who knows about what's happening with X64 app emulation? This is a whole complicated situation where Microsoft put out a post about the Windows 10 November 2021 update, and they announced that, oh, it's IT-centric, and uh, they're switching it over to only once-a-year updates, just like how Windows 11 is also once-a-year updates. But there was a little footnote in the blog post where Microsoft mentioned that X64 emulation for Windows is now generally available in Windows 11. For those interested in experiencing this, a PC running Windows 11 on ARM is required. So that makes it seem like Windows 10 on ARM is losing the X64 bit app emulation that was tested on it for how many years now? Probably around a year and a half now. Uh, since I want to say last November, yeah, yeah about a year now. Uh, 
Um, it's weird uh, because the way that the wording is presented is saying that it will, Microsoft is supporting it on Windows 10 until uh, 2025, which is coincidentally the time that Windows 10 loses support. So right. uh, I think you and I were speaking off mic about how sort of redundant this is. I don't know if this is, you know, legal speak for whatever reason. Maybe they're shoring up the uh, people who have created enterprise apps for uh, uh, ARM or when, uh, Windows on ARM and things like that. Maybe they're letting them know right now to transition to Windows 11 because they won't get anything beyond 20, 2025. But for anybody who's just reading this, it seems like, oh, you know, Windows 10 is losing it and, and I'm going to be forced to go to Windows 11. Well, it's not the case. What, what Microsoft is currently doing is they're supporting it on Windows 11. So if you have a Windows 11 device, you uh, will already get that. And they're supporting it on Windows 10 for the next four, three, three and a half, four years. So they're really supporting on both platforms. They're just basically telling enterprise devs to start working, you know, for the next four years and getting it on Windows 11 because that's where it will continue to go and where we'll continue to thrive. And what is thriving now is the Windows 11 media player. I know it's something that everyone has complained about. It's been left over from Windows 8 with this whole groove uh, thing. And the design hasn't changed much in five years of Windows 10. But now Microsoft finally delivered a new media player. I know you were playing with it just now and you had some thoughts. Yes, uh, I am glad that they have a new media player. Uh, yeah, the groove thing was... It was a nice uh, holdover, like you said, to kind of satiate people who needed uh, a dedicated media player for, you know, movies or torrents or uh, music that's been saved on your computer, or your hard drive, things like that. Uh, but this media player looks really nice. It looks, I think it, I think it looks better than Groove. It also has better navigation than Groove did. Um, what I'm looking to see is, will this have enough codec support as the original Windows Media right, Player, which has yeah. been a holdover from Windows 7 because it, you know, plays basically any and everything. Uh, so I remember there were instances when I had on Windows 8 where I'd have to play an MPK, MKV file and the built-in player wouldn't support it. And I'd run over to the old trusty Windows 7 Media Player and sure enough, it would play. That's happened a few times in Windows 11 as well, Windows 10. So I'm hoping that this will be the final when media player that we can sunset the old Windows 7 one because I mean this trusty and handy it's been the UI is not that great the navigation is that great the DPI on it is not really great like the if you look at the way the fonts and pixels are on that they haven't updated that thing so my goal is to test out as many codecs as I can to say all right I can finally make this my default and put this one in, in the rear view and maybe Microsoft can take that code out and put it somewhere you know use that stuff for use that use those resources that are supporting that still for something else. So as you said, the new media player is designed for watching videos, listening to music, and your music collection. Uh, Groove Music should automatically migrate to the new app eventually if you're a Windows Insider. I mean, they'll test it with Windows Insiders for a few weeks, and then it would roll out to everyone else. And uh, Microsoft says, Media Player beautifully showcases your local music and video collections and complements the new look and feel of Windows 11. Uh, the music playback experience offers rich 
merch album art and artist imagery and there's also a mini player and the music media player is able to display all videos in the dedicated fold in your dedicated video folders on windows 11 but you also could use the app to tell windows 11 where to look for videos and play those videos in the uh, media player itself and they've optimized for uh, keyboard shortcuts and accessibility as one thing that they had in mind and but uh, keep in mind also that there will be a couple of issues that could prevent playback from network locations right now and also editing album metadata but as usual these bugs are expected early on and in a few weeks or so pretty sure they'll have it ready to roll in regular windows 11 for everyone else and no this doesn't mean that the classic windows media player is dead it's still there you just need to go to your uh windows tools folder to find it which is the player that has been around since i think what windows xp or windows 95 maybe if I'm not wrong. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Experience. At least so judging what, by the design. And speaking of Windows 11, talk to us about the expanded rollout of Windows 11. Yeah, I just had one thing about the media player. Um, it's also a bit confusing because you still have movies and TV. Right. So yeah. that's something that they're going to need to sort out because, uh, you know, I'd re- again, I'd like to consolidate as many open apps that I need. And I know that movies and TV ties into the store very well. So I'm hoping that this media player will get that same sort of love and we can kind of do away with movies and TV as a as an app for viewing stuff as well. Uh, okay, with that being said, we're talking about the uh, pace of Windows 11 rollouts uh, to the, the amount of uh, eligible devices. Uh, today, I mean, well, not today, but Microsoft announced recently, I think this week, the first availability of the released version of the Windows 10 November 2021 update along with some news that Windows 10 will shift to a once-per-year update cycle, mirroring what's already been announced for Windows 11. So Microsoft's kind of, you know, pumping the brakes on the development, and hopefully this is a good thing. I think me and Dave spoke about this last week about, uh, or not Dave, but uh, our Windows guest, uh, Windows on Windows. We are talking about our uh, hope that, you know, Microsoft kind of pulls back on the updates and starts doing more uh, uh, QA checks. So uh, also... Uh, along with that, there's some news that Windows 11 users, uh, I guess, based on the positive rollout, they're going to be expanding the amount of developers with devices. So, again, we're getting to a third round of more people getting access to Windows 11. So, again, if you haven't gotten it yet or if you think fear your device is defective because it hasn't, you could be eligible uh, in the next few weeks to get uh, your device to get Windows 11. So, uh, Microsoft's steaming ahead with Windows 11. Uh, it seems to be doing well. We haven't heard any huge things. I think. What was the biggest thing last week is they had to roll back whiteboard or, or this week, I guess yeah. they had to roll back whiteboard. So the apps themselves are having issues, but the operating system seems to be running well. Uh, and I mean, before we get into anything running well, you might want to talk about our next story. Yeah, Microsoft is bringing back the blue blue screen of that on Windows 11. Uh, they tried to... They, they, they tried to do away with it uh, in the past uh, with the a new black screen of that that shows up for fatal uh, system errors. And the company apparently has changed its mind and they're bringing back the blue screen of that for Windows Insiders. And it's currently seen in the Windows Insider uh, beta and dev channel bra- uh, branches. And it seems like this is going to be a new thing moving forward. Uh, Microsoft says that we have changed the screen color to blue when a device stops working or a stop error occurs as in previous versions of Windows. 
they didn't really explain why. They just really just changed the blue screen of the not the screen of that blue screen of that the screen of that error for some reason. And you and I were talking about it, and we're like, could it be because maybe it's a branding thing, or is it a recognition thing, or what? What's the reason why they're doing this? Oh, it's weird. I think they they leaned into it when they changed it to green. I believe in yeah, beginning of Windows ten was it? Yeah. For uh, Windows Insider, and, yeah. Yeah. And then they moved to black. Uh, I mean, at the bottom line is they should have a Windows screen of death. That's what we need to get <laughs> at. Windows shouldn't be def- breaking as exactly. often to where it has yeah. its own acronym. So uh, fix that first, Microsoft. Uh, as far as changing it back to blue, I think it is a brandy thing. Uh, they probably have a bunch of code that just works well with that to begin with. Uh, also, again, maybe they're just, you know, as they're bringing back Clippy as... You know, he's seeing a renaissance between <laughs> the death. He's seeing um, a renaissance. Maybe people prefer that. It's for people, retrospective I mean, purposes, right? Yeah, it's interesting. People might fear the black screen of death not, you know, having grown up through Windows XP, Windows uh, 7, things like that. The blue screen right. could be comforting to some people saying, like, I know that this means a restart it, that this means uh, it'll come back online. When you see the black one, it's like, oh, what is this new screen? Even though it's the exact same information, who knows the reason to change in this? Uh, but it seems important for them to do so. So back to blue we are, and we'll be able to yeah. make some blue screen of death jokes uh, in the future. And there were a couple of issues that were going around with Windows 11 recently. Uh, Microsoft uh, recently issued a fix in a new Windows 11 uh, build for some, a bug where Windows apps wouldn't launch. Uh, these are MSIX, MSI apps that wouldn't launch. The installers uh, wouldn't update or they wouldn't properly launch some apps uh, that are MSI format. I believe this Kaspersky or Kaspersky or however you say that. Kaspersky uh, apps were misbehaving in Windows 11 and Microsoft recently issued a fix. It it took only about two or three days for them to issue a fix and test it in the beta and the release preview version of Windows 11 to get this fix out. And it's kind of been a theme recently. seems like every week there's some kind of new issue with Windows 11. But Microsoft has been quick. I'll give them credit. They have been very quick to get out fixes with Windows Insiders and then eventually regular Windows 11 users on patch Tuesday. So even though these issues are there, it's not really a reason for not upgrading, but because you will get the fix eventually if you have these bugs. Well, which leads us into our next and last topic. Uh, And if you are patient, Microsoft has started talking (laughs) about improving the performance of Windows 11, uh, which is ironic that they want to talk about improving it, even though it's only been out for about a month. So I think they know... uh, going into this, that there were going to be issues, and obviously we're seeing it now. But uh, I believe they were talking about it uh, two days ago or a day and a half ago or something like that. They released information saying that in 2022 that they are going to be focusing and working on the performance of uh, Windows 11 as a whole. So I know I believe uh, it was Paul Thorat had a pretty funny, snarky comment about them improving gaming, which is supposed to be already improved. Uh, <laughs> this, in general, is just the improvement for the entire operating system, probably making animation smoother, optimizing uh, system performance, uh, the way that memory is being handled, uh, the way that apps are running in, in the foreground and the background, um, compression technologies to, to make the installs even smaller, ideally. I mean, like I said, for most, and maybe this is just bias, but for most of Windows 11 so far, all my updates that I've had have been 
you know, less than a minute or less than two minutes or so to, in, to install and upgrade to. So let's just keep that going because I remember Windows 8 ones would take, you know, half a day. Windows 10 ones would take a few hours. So <laughs> I, I like the trend so far. So again, these are just, I, I don't have, they don't have a roadmap or a timeline and we can expect these, but I'm, I'm assuming they'll be talking about it heavily uh, leading up to build and maybe add build. So about May-ish, middle of, or late spring, middle of next year. Uh, these updates should start, uh, or these improvements should start hitting your devices. So again, if you are patient enough, if you're if you're pleased with Windows 10, stay on it until next year. And uh, who knows, uh, maybe when you go upgrade or get your new device at that point, you'll have the very best version of Windows 11. And all that said, we got through all of our Windows-related topics, but there's a ton of news that also happened this week that uh, we don't, we can't get to in this uh, podcast episode. But you could visit onmicrosoft.com and click the latest posts from onmicrosoft.com button and scroll through all of the posts from this week. There's a lot of news about Forza. First, it hit Forza Horizon Five hit five million players, then it hit. 10 million players by the time this podcast is up it probably will be at 20 million players for all we know <laughs> that is I, don't know. I, I think they're going to have a hit because we had the uh halo multiplayer launch as well on yep. monday so uh those people who were playing forza to pass the time are now probably hopping on for halo and again we have uh thanksgiving in the u.s coming up so there'll be a lot of people who at least have a couple days to sit down and just kind of veg out on video games. So again, as you said, those numbers will probably increase going into the holiday season. Uh, what else do we have about uh, anything else? We had a flight simulator news. The game of the year edition <laughs> is now available. Uh, Microsoft Edge also got a new price tracking feature. Uh, like you said, Microsoft rolled back the new whiteboard app. Uh, Microsoft left the Internet Association for some reason. Uh, oh, I, I wrote about that. They yeah. basically uh, they don't have a reason for why they left, but Uber left with them. And I I kind of speculated that the Internet Association, which is a 10 year old uh, initiative, is kind of losing ground as uh, tech firms are kind of speaking with Congress people directly, speaking with lawmakers and different governments directly. Uh, the IA is no longer needed as an intermediary. So, I mean, not to take anything away from them, they still have people signing up. I think, I believe Discord is one of the most newest members, and they've pledged to stay there for a while. So they they, and they have 40 members. They'll be around for a while. But uh, some of the bigger firms are just saying, we're going to go talk to lawmakers directly to kind of see what we can do to appease and, and uh, work with uh, users in the future. There also was a reorg relating to Azure oh, and yeah. Microsoft's cloud business. Uh, there was some news about uh, Qualcomm's next-gen PC chips. There was I wrote about that one, too. And uh, that's Qualcomm saying, not next year, but the year after <laughs> we're going to beat Apple. Uh, and so I kind of tore into them saying that that does nothing for Windows users or PC makers next year. So either they're going to put out a dud and they know it. Or they're not going to put out anything next year. And so telling us what's going to happen in 2023 sounds great, but it isn't like Apple's going to be sitting on their hands going, uh, I guess we'll just keep rolling with the M1 until you guys catch up. They're going to keep going ahead. So whatever you're benchmarking on this year against whatever you think they're going to have in 2023, best of luck to you, Qualcomm. 
And then Xbox Cloud Gaming finally came to Xbox Series X, S, and Xbox One consoles. Been jo- been enjoying playing Forza Horizon 5 through the cloud on my Xbox One. Feels like a native experience, and I really love that. And speaking of Xbox Series X and Series S, apparently the Series S outsold the Series X in, quote-unquote, several key markets, which I guess is expected because it's cheaper. Uh, I believe they just made more of those, to be honest with you. Like those <laughs> yeah. are the only ones that people were able to yeah, find. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, it makes, yeah, like you said, it makes sense that it outsold. And that's just a quick look at some of the other topics. Like we said, you could visit onmicrosoft.com and click the latest posts button to see all of our posts from the week. And again, uh, this one was a short podcast, but as always, this is Thanksgiving, and we're thankful for you guys for watching us every single week. I know our viewership isn't as high as it has been in the past, but we really appreciate everyone who watches us every week. I like to tell Arif and, and Gatolam saying that you guys are out and about listening to us. Maybe you're not watching us, yeah. but you guys are out listening to us. Yeah. And again, uh, tell us where we could, you could, they could find you. Speaking of listening, you can find us on Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcasts. You can also find us uh google uh i think google podcast as well so again go out and listen uh if you want to just uh see some musings or following your writings i'm at mindhead one on twitter where can people find you Eva churn yeah and uh just like you said you're visiting our our site you can also go to on microsoft uh on twitter to get a lot of the shorthand versions of the stories you can get some of the headlines keep up with the daily news get uh caught up on our reviews and giveaways i'm going to try and see if i can talk to some of our uh, uh, people that we work with and see if we can get some kind of review or maybe some giveaway for you guys because, again, like we said, we appreciate you guys and just the season of giving. So we'll see if we can give something back to you. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. Oh, we have an Instagram that I'm working on and yep. interest if you guys are into gaming. Yep. And we'll be seeing you guys again on December 12th because that is when our next episode will be. So see you guys in two weeks. And as always, thanks for watching us and see you again soon. Same place, same time. Bye.